here and this is the rogue pod welcome back we are now live on instagram youtube twitter facebook i appreciate you all for joining me here today i know this is a pop-up surprise stream hadn't planned on doing it but i was like ah, i'm not really busy right now so why don't i just get out here and give a little content because i do apologize for last night life has been lifing and this weekend it's been a bit. It's, t- it's taken a bit out your boy. Uh, somebody then dropped off a giant at my doorstep, and I had to watch that giant by myself. It's been a task. It's been a chore, but it is now over. So I appreciate you coming back, hanging out with me. I told you I'm gonna give you that content regardless. But I didn't. I wasn't able to bring you what I wanted to bring you. So there will be another live stream later this week. I don't know which day, but I do have to give you the AFC North preview along with some other things that was supposed to be last night but because of conflicting schedules or some issues i was not able to do that but trust and believe i'm going to give you that so first and foremost happy holiday happy holiday to everyone and i do not mean labor day because ironically this is a day that most people don't work so it's not really a holiday the holiday is it is the start of the nfl season week one Football starts this week. Come Thursday, 8 p.m., we have the Chiefs hosting the Lions, Super Bowl champions, coming in playing the first game to start off our week one action. So let me all say happy holidays to you. Got a couple people in here. Let's see who we got. This is not This is not going to be long. This is just a little stream for me to let everybody know I didn't forget about them. So we got my man first in the house. What's going on first? Appreciate you for dropping in because I just literally put this together. No notifications. No nothing. Just threw it up there and said, the heck would it go live? My man, Mr. Galloway's in the house. Make sure you check out Electric Relaxation. Mr. Galloway, tomorrow night, we will be doing a live stream. I know that we have been derelict in our duties of bringing you that live content, but we've had some life issues that we were dealing with, but we are back tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Remember, Electric Relaxation with Mr. Galloway. Also, check out my man, Big Rage, Living Big with Big Rage, giving you that quasi- quasi ravens content you don't know if he's pro ravens if he's not pro ravens you just have to tune in to find out that's my guy so make sure you go check him out we got jose we got jose in the house what's up jose yo just here real quick just uh answering these 10 questions so what happened was i was perusing the internet as i normally am what's going on mdt and i found an article of the 10 biggest questions for the Baltimore Ravens heading into the 2023 season. So I figured, you know what? Why not get these questions up and let's talk about them. What stream tomorrow? Who's having a stream tomorrow, Ferris? Oh, you're talking about me and me and Dre? Um, you have to tune in to find out. Surprise. We have to uh, we got a couple things in the work, so 
make sure you tune in. Make sure you don't miss it, and you'll see what we have going on. I'm not going to tell anybody right now. You got to find out. All right, so let's jump into these questions. So once again, I was on a website perusing, just looking for football in general, just some content, just some things that, you know, kind of keep busy because today's been a busy day, and I'm trying to re- un- unwind and relax. Just got back from the Maryland State Fair. Shout out to them. Just took the grandkid out there, and it was blazing hot, blazing hot. But if you like animal smells, feces on the sidewalk, different types of meats, paws, and just a whole bunch of fun because the baby had fun, and that's all that it was about. If you want that, make sure you check out the Maryland State Fair out Towson. I don't know when the end date is. I just noticed some people going out there this weekend. I don't really care. This is all for the baby. So let's jump into these questions. I apologize. I keep getting off track because still a little hot and bothered. So question number 10 for the Baltimore Ravens heading into the 2023 season. But let me start off with this preface that all of these questions aren't mine and I don't believe in them, but I'm just going to answer them just because it's something to do. It's something to talk about. So let's just go over it. First and foremost, it says, Question 10, is the Baltimore Ravens safety duo the best in the NFL? Hmm, that is an outstanding question. I really didn't look at these questions beforehand. I just copied, paste, airdropped them onto the computer, so it's the first time I'm really looking at them. Uh, Do I think the safety tandem is the best? I don't know of too many other safety tandems in the NFL that may be better than the two. If I can think of any, it would have to probably be maybe the safety tandem in Buffalo. I'm not really for certain of that. I'm not really for certain of that. Um, They don't get the turnovers that Marcus Williams does, but as far as coverage and big playability, I think Buffalo may have one or two. So arguably Baltimore safety duo is in the running for the best in the NFL. Now I'm not really certain of what they're going to do with Kyle Hamilton. If they're still going to play him as a box safety, are they going to deploy him out in the defensive backfield to kind of roam a little bit? Is he going to be put out in coverage? We don't really know if he's capable of doing that in the NFL because, frankly, we were not asked. He was not asked to do this in the past season. So my thing is, I think this season is going to tell a lot about that duo going forward because of our interior line play, our edge. We don't really have the pass rushers or the pass rush that is going to put pressure on these quarterbacks to make them get the ball out quickly. We are having issues with the cornerbacks. So our safety tandem is going to be extremely important as far as how our season goes. Now, I guess this goes out to myself, Jose, Bradney, and all the crew, you know, be careful what you wish for. Careful what you wish for, because we've always said defund the defense and put everything on the offense. I think with the way that the defense is constructed for this season, everything is going to be on offense, especially with the cornerbacks. Even when Marlon, Humphrey's come, Marlon Humphrey comes back, I think that it's going to be on the offense to outscore the opponents. So we're going to actually need this safety tandem to kind of play out of their mind. Hopefully. What if someone wants to join? Uh, you're talking about the stream tomorrow? Look. Um, you know, you Dre, listen, Dre is your biggest fan, so I'm pretty sure you can be on the show if you had the time for us. What's going on, Rave Kingdom? Appreciate you, bro. Yes, Kyle's playing full strong safety, but I look once again, I don't I don't believe things till I see it. They say a lot of things. 
And you know they like to switch things up. Who did we see out in pass coverage the last game? Was it Travis Jones? It was somebody. Like I, I just need to see. I just need to see him out being deployed. Like we haven't seen any of our starters out during the preseason, so we don't know what to expect. But hopefully he goes out there. Hopefully he does well. I know a lot of people think that I don't like the kid. It's not that I don't like the kid. I wish that he does. I wish that he does well, because if he does not do well, we're not going to have a good season. I don't wish bad on any of the players that we have. I just think that at the time being for what we were trying to accomplish as a team, we did not make a lot of the right picks, a lot of the right pickups, a lot of the transactions that would help Lamar Jackson grow. Now, hopefully we've done it now. Hopefully it's not too little too late because some of our key pieces that we've had in the past are gone. We no longer have the Calais Campbell kind of to lead the defensive line group. We don't have Justin Houston to lead the pass rush group. But we do have a bevy of wide receivers that apparently teams have been calling for. Like, that's a wild scenario for me to hear. Teams are calling the Baltimore Ravens about their plethora of wide receivers. But I digress. So let's move on to number nine. Question number nine. Can Ronnie Stanley give the Baltimore Ravens a full year? This is a very important question. I think that this question should have been a little bit closer to the top. If you ask me, because in Ronnie Stanley's career, he has never played a full 16 slash 17 game season. There's always been little nicks, little hurts, little pains. They just come with the NFL life and being a bigger guy. Things happen. I don't blame him, but I think this season we really, really need Ronnie Stanley to man that left side because at that left guard position, we don't really know what John Simpson is going to give us. I know he played decently in, in the preseason. He did his thing. He earned that spot over the sucker MCs that they put behind him to compete for the spot. Like if you stack the deck, you get what you get. But hopefully he can translate that and transition that into success into the upcoming season. Because if not, and Ronnie Stanley goes down, we're in a heap of trouble. I know that uh, Pat McCauley, he does slightly well at the tack position, but I don't want to mortgage my future on having one of those guys step up for Ronnie Stanley. So hopefully we can get a full season out of him. All right. Question number eight. Can Justin Matabike earn a big money contract with the Baltimore Ravens? Mm. I don't know. I'm a little bit torn when it comes to Justin Matabike. I think that he has all of the talent in the world. I think that he can actually become that guy that we need on the defensive line, that he can become that leader. Because like I said earlier, with Calais Campbell gone, we don't really have that leadership role. I know that there's Michael Pierce there, but with his with his inevitable season-ending injury, probably by game four, we're going to need somebody to take the reins and take his place. So Travis Jones has to step up in his second year. Unfortunately, we lean on the young players to take on more responsibility than they need. But Justin Matter BK, I think he can be that guy. He upped his sacks to five and a half this past season, if I'm not mistaken. And hopefully he gets the playing time because in years past, Justin Matter BK would get himself going. He'd get hot, make some plays. They take him out of the game for about seven, eight snaps. You can't play like that. You can't make the plays. Now, his contract situation, is he going to get a contract before the end of the season? Because right now I think the Ravens are a little bit over a mil under the salary cap. And I think with Eric DaCosta's interview, he said that he needed to make some timely moves and he had some some 
ways to create more cap space because with all the injuries and uncertainty, we're going to need that throughout the season. So are they going to sign Justin Matabike to a contract before like they did Broderick Washington? Did they give Broderick Washington a little bit too much money? I'm not certain, but if you think these guys are in your future and you think that they're going to progress and become better players, then I say you give them the money now because if there were a aha, I told you so moment, I think it would have been with Lamar Jackson. I think when you could have signed Lamar Jackson to possibly, don't quote me on this, possibly at least $80 million less than what you signed him for. If you decide him early on, you just save some cap because now this money's kicking in. Now we're scrambling to find players are scrambling to get this money. So I think Eric DaCosta has learned from his lesson and he's trying to get guys a little bit sooner. I think they should sign Justin Matabike as long as it's reasonably priced and it fits within the, the, the scope of things. What's going on, Chocolate? Yes, I said sucker MCs. I was this I was listening to first and Dre talk, and I was thinking about the other show we got, and then it just it just popped in my head. But yes. Listen, you they stack the deck. Like you put John Simpson up there, then you kind of put you sprinkle a little bit of Ben Cleveland in. Like you don't even really give him reps of left guard. You put him at right guard, you put him at right tackle, then you put Salah in there. Like you stack the deck to say, look, doesn't John Simpson look like the best prospect at left guard that we have? And then he wins the job. And then he goes out and we find out he's another Juwan James. I'm just saying. What's going on, Chef? How you feeling? He said, good afternoon, everyone. Just getting on after watching the press conference. Was there another press conference? Jeez, because I missed the last. I missed EDC's press conference. I'm just hearing things that other people are saying. Like, I just figured it was another one of, you know, you blow smoke out my ass and tell me it's foggy. I thought it was another one of those press conferences, so I didn't watch it. But if there's something else going on, I think I'm going to check it out. What's going on, Bazo? Appreciate you for dropping by. You was about to do a live stream food review, but he just stole the show. Well, listen, listen, sir. I'm gonna make this really, really quick so you can do your food review. So, listen, right after this, I'm done. Make sure you head over to Brandon Bazell's channel, listen to his food reviews, and find out what Popeyes do. I don't know because I don't eat meat. Pause. Oh, Hobbs Boat, mm, whatever. What's going on, Mr. J? Appreciate you for dropping by. All right, let's jump back into this stuff real quick. Because like I said, I want to get in and get out. Like I said, I'm just coming here because I was derelict in my duties the last night of doing my live stream. And I just wanted to give you guys a little something. But since you are here, 5 p.m. tonight, make sure you check out my premiere video. I did a video on Lamar Jackson. I'm not going to hold you. I'm not going to hold you. I think this is the best video that I've ever done. I could be wrong. You guys let me know. I think it's the best video I've ever done. I put a little time and effort into it. I went. It took me a couple of weeks to actually do this video. So make sure you check it out. Let me know. Because if a lot of people don't watch this video, I'm not even going to lie to y'all. I'm stop doing extra videos. I'm not going to stop doing live streams, but I'm stop doing extra videos because nobody's watching them. And I hate to say that because I actually like doing it. I like doing the research and putting it together. So make sure 5 p.m. premiere, Lamar Jackson. Check it out. What's going on, Brady? How you feeling? Thanks for showing up. Appreciate you, my guy. All right, back to these questions. Where do we stop at? We stopped at eight. So question number seven. It says, how will Lamar Jackson fit in the Todd Munkin offense? Hmm. We don't really know. We can all speculate and, and have conjecture as to what we believe Lamar is going to do. And, you know, we kind of do the transference of properties of, well, if Anthony Brown did well, if Josh Johnson did well, if Tyler Huntley did well, of course, Lamar is going to do well. That's not always the case. Every player is his own player. 
every player sees the field differently and they do different things. Now, this is Lamar Jackson, and I don't know if he's going to stick to the Todd Munkin offense completely in the beginning of the season because when he steps on the field versus the Houston Texans this Sunday at 1 p.m., yes, this Sunday at 1 p.m., this is going to be the first time that he's going to actually physically go against another team live. So we don't know how it's actually going to look. I haven't seen the first team offense. They've practiced. We've seen them at practices. We've seen them at scrimmages. We've seen them working out on the side of the road somewhere. But we've never seen them in a game together. So I think until they get that cohesiveness and they get that acclimation to one another, I think Lamar's just going to go out there and make plays. So how is he going to fit in this Todd Munkin offense? Hopefully like they did at Louisville because Todd Munkin in the early moments of him being hired, he did say we're going to implement some of the Louisville concepts, some of the things that he did in college to make him successful, which is some of the things that you should do as an offensive coordinator. You don't adapt the player to your scheme. You adapt the scheme to your players, especially when you have a transcendent talent like Lamar Jackson. He will figure it out. I know that there's been speculation and skepticism on what they feel, what they feel that Lamar is going to do, but he's Lamar. If he can work with, Seth Roberts as his number two wide receiver. I'm sure he can do something with Odell Beckham, a healthy Rashad Bateman, and that boy Zay Flowers. I'm sure that he'll come in and light it up. Now, it may not be pretty the first several weeks. Now, we need to be pretty week two in case Joe Burrow decides he wants to be healthy and come in and do some things. Because three out of the first five games, we have division opponents. And that's going to be pretty, it's going to be important to rack up those division wins because I think we split with every team in the division last year. So we'll see. But I think Lamar is going to fit in the system just fine. Like he's a quarterback. He's smart enough to learn playbooks. He's smart enough to decipher plays. Now that he has an opportunity to get to the line of scrimmage with time on the clock and survey a defense, because it's kind of hard for you to step behind a line of scrimmage, call out a play. I'm sorry, call out a play, get behind a line of scrimmage and scan a field with four seconds left on the clock. You can't see the safeties moving. You don't know what the mic's doing. Like a lot of things you don't see with a little bit of time. Now with Todd Munkin kind of speeding things up, now he can actually get into the play with 12 seconds left on the clock, look around the field, see if he needs to make a check, an audible, a kill play. It doesn't matter. I just think that Lamar is going to do very well. Just not certain what's going to happen in the beginning of the season. Yes, I'm happy we're off too. It's been a long weekend. I need to I need to take a nap. So I'm gonna do this real quick and take a nap because I'm tired. Toy Smith said he looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah, they look good, but we won't know until we get into game action. Listen, we as Ravens fans should already know about the what is it? Tim the Tim Dwight Tim White Tim Patrick. We we already know about the preseason hype of people looking good, and then the regular season comes and zilch nada. Nope. All right. Next question. Question number six is, can Patrick Queen improve his compensatory value for the Baltimore Ravens? Mm. It's a tough question to me. Um, I don't. Listen, if I'm not mistaken, I've heard that. Eric DaCosta actually offered Queen an extension. I could be wrong in this. I heard somebody else talking about it on YouTube. This could be factually incorrect, but they said that he actually offered him a contract saying, appreciate you. 
for becoming a subscriber. Welcome to the Rogue Family. Um, they did say that he offered him a contract. It's just that the money wasn't right. So I don't know. Him increasing his value, I, I actually think that just like Lamar Jackson. So when Lamar Jackson went through his contract negotiations and he didn't say a word and everybody's like, you're stupid, you need to get an agent, you need to do this, you need to do that, your money's getting smaller every day and it actually increased. I think the same concept kind of happened through osmosis with Patrick Queen. I think by Patrick Queen and everybody thought that Trenton Simpson was going to be his eventual replacement. I think by Trenton Simpson playing so horribly during the off during the preseason, that the Ravens were like, uh, eh. Ugh, we might have to rethink this. I mean, even if we got a franchise tag queen next year, something's going to have to happen. So to think that the, the Ravens actually offered queen a contract right after they paid Roquan Swift means Roquan Smith means that they're actually serious in keeping this young man around. And I don't think that it has anything to do with the money. So them franchise tagging him next year, if they can't get anything accomplished might be, might be something because Trenton Simpson's not ready. Could he be ready next year? It's a possibility. But the way that he looked this season, I don't see it. I don't see it. I ain't looking for it. I ain't hoping for it. I don't look for first and second year players to carry teams anyway. So I think just by that alone, I think Patrick Queen's value has upped itself with the Baltimore Ravens. And shout out to Coach Evans. We uh we might be seeing him a little bit longer in the Charm City. All right. Next question. Hmm. Can the new Baltimore Ravens wide receivers room come together on the fly? That's a good question. Do y'all think that they can? I think they can. Listen, Odell's been around the block. He's played with several teams. He's been on the Cleveland Browns. If you can play for the Cleveland Browns, I believe you can go to any team and play on the fly, especially with the quarterback situation that they had with Baker Mayfield and all of those others on that merry-go-round. Um, I think that Nelson Aguilar, he has enough experience. Bateman, please stay healthy, Bateman. Knockwood, Knockwood. Um, I think that they're they're all they've all they are all veteran enough to work together. Listen, if you do your pro, your plays correctly, you just know where you need to be. Listen, step ten, I need to make this cut. Step fifteen, I need to be in this spot. Like if the quarterback and wide receiver can get on the same page, I think they can learn on the fly. Like a lot of teams have rookie wide receivers that they just click and they just know what each other's going to do. And I just think that uh, Lamar, Odell, Bate, and Zay have put enough time in together that things are going to work. Now, is it going to work perfectly? I don't think so. I think at least give me by week four. I say at least the first two or three weeks is just going to be to get to know you process. Um, defense is going to play us differently than our own defense is played in practice and training camp. Like they're going to be different techniques. They're going to be just different guys that you don't know what their preferences are when it comes to coverages, blitzes and everything like that. So I just think it's going to take us a little bit of time, but I do think that these wide receivers and Lamar can get it together rather quickly. So that's not really an issue. I think this is where I saw, this is maybe the, the portion where I think I saw that this publication started getting real quirky with the questions. There's one question in there that I was like, uh, is this one it? No, it's not. Question number four. It says, what can David Ojabo bring to the Baltimore Ravens? Hey, second round pick played with the other hardball. So I'm going to tell you right here and right now, mark this down. David Ojabo can bring a plucky attitude. He can bring positivity. 
He can bring brotherhood, togetherness. He can bring a sense of community to that locker room. As far as talent on the field, I have no freaking clue, to be quite honest. I do not know. Um, you can't juggle, judge a book by its cover, but once again, for the umpteen time, I told you this season, David Ajabo was not going to offer much of anything. Now I'm just waiting for the comments section to say, but he was injured the year before. We didn't give that same grace to Marcus Peters. So let's not give that grace to him. He's healthy. He's been out there. He's looked terrible. Can he get better? Can he progress? Yes, he can. But I just think this off this upcoming season, David Ajabo, don't expect much from him. I know a lot of people are going out there saying he's going to get everybody 10 sacks, 12 sacks. Always going to get 10 sacks. Like they're just going to come out here and be this dominant force feeding off of each other because they played high school ball together. Doesn't mean a damn thing. This is the NFL and this is reality. This young man is coming off an injury that he is not two years removed from. And to me personally, I just think it takes two plus years to overcome an injury. And he's not acclimated to the NFL. Those 45 snaps that he played at the end of last season does not equate to enough time to acclimate yourself to the speed of the NFL. In my personal opinion, I know a lot of you think different thinking that he was supposed to be a top 15 pick because the Ravens told you so. When don't the Ravens lie to you? Don't believe everything that they say. You know, I've said this before as well. He does not have Agent H Aiden Hutchinson on the other side of him commanding double teams. He has Odafe Owe commanding half teams. So what is he going to do? What if they double Owe? Like he can't get by tight ends in the preseason. He can't get by, he can't get by backup tight ends in the preseason. So what is he going to do against starters, starting offensive linemen? What is he going to do then? Can he get better? I think he will get better probably towards the end of next season, the middle of next season, I think he'll be fully healed and he'll do a lot better. But this year I'm expecting nothing from him. I'm expecting nothing from Odafe Owe. So you can kill that narrative that these two guys are going, that these two guys are going to lead this pass rush into the next century because they're not, they're not that good. Not right now anyway. But this is, this is Owe's third year. We saw that ascension of Patrick Queen in his third year. So I'm going to give, Away, a slither of grace. I'm going to give him a little bit just because they said in year three is when you find out if he's going to be a real player. So we're going to give him that. He deserves at least that much, I guess. All right, question number three. Can the Ravens establish starters at cornerback? Yes, I believe that they can establish starters at cornerback. The question was not can the Ravens establish good corners Good starting corners because anybody can field a team of people. As Baltimore Ravens fans, you should know we've put anybody at cornerback. We've had Frank Walker. We've had uh, what is that guy whose house I went to? I was Melvin. Melvin. That guy. I went to his house right after the playoff loss to the Patriots, where he gave up 214 yards and two touchdowns. I went to his house to do some work. Oh, I was so mad today. But yes, as far as fielding. Starters, are they going to be competent starters? I don't think so. I just think that we have to, we have to make do with what we have right now. Hopefully, rock your sin. Yes, Shockey Brown. Thank you. Rashawn Melvin. Oh, God, those just terrible times. Yes, we've put anybody at starting corner. Anthony Averett. And I know a lot of you guys like him and want him to come back, but he's not a starter. So will they be competent? Will they be able to handle the pressures? Going into the season against these teams, because this is not 
your father's NFL. This is not the NFL I grew up watching where you had a number one receiver, a slightly decent number two receiver, and maybe a running back out the backfield. Some of these teams now have three starting wide receivers on their team, and we don't have a starting cornerback in sight on our roster. But hopefully Mike McDonald comes out with some kind of pass rush, some kind of scheme that negates it. Those That's what good – Coaches do. They negate problems. Cincinnati, horrible offensive line. They negated that problem by having their offensive scheme get the ball out the quarterback's hand. Maybe we can play some zone. Maybe we can do something. But it's uh, it's it's evidently going to come down to Lamar Jackson, once again, putting this team on his back and outscoring other teams. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Okay, if you have number one defense ever, you are not stopping every team's on a, a team on a week-in, week-out basis. It just doesn't happen. You have certain plays that win you games. You have certain plays that statistically raise you up, but no team is going to dominate a football game like they used to where the Ravens just used to shut teams out. That 2000 season, what we have? Three, four shutouts? You'll never see that again in life, ever, because offenses are a little too dominant right now. So we just need these guys to make timely plays, some, some, some timely turnovers, and hopefully Lamar Jackson will lead us to the Super Bowl victory. Mm, I can feel it. Putting it in the air. I'm manifesting it right now. What's going on, Arkansas? He says, get ready. Patrick Cream will, will get a deal from the Ravens pay in the middle of the season. He might. Because, I, like I said, I was shocked to hear that Eric DaCosta offered him a contract anyway. Like, that shocked me a little bit. I'm like, mm, you just gave an off-ball linebacker $100 million. You were trying to sign, at the time, your quarterback and hopefully not let him walk. And you were trying to sign another inside linebacker to a, a decent sized deal. But once again, I can't be a hypocrite. And I say, if there are players that you value, if there are guys that you want, go get them. Damn the cost. Like me personally, I give a damn about a salary cap. And I know a lot of you love to comment, this ain't Madden. No, this isn't Madden. And there are teams that don't play Madden. There are teams that go out there and get the players that they want, the players that they need to get over that hump to win a Super Bowl. If you are, to me, serious about winning a Super Bowl, you'll do everything that you can. Within reason. Now, I understand that there are certain things you can and cannot do, but there are certain things that you are willing or not willing to do. And Brodney knows if you watch, uh, what is it, Archer? What does he love to say? Can't or won't. So is it that our front office can't do these things or they won't? I don't know. But hopefully we get these things buttoned up and this is the season we win the Super Bowl because I can't stand to hear all this noise about Lamar. I want him to quiet the haters. Quiet the haters. Speaking of quiet and haters, like I said, 5 p.m. That's why I'm about to get off here soon. 5 p.m. Make sure you come back to the channel. Watch the premiere of the Lamar Jackson Unleashed onto the NFL in the 2023 season. Make sure you come back. We got two more questions left. Anything y'all might want to talk about real quick and then I'm up out of cheer. All right, question number two. Yeah, this is the one. Will the Baltimore Ravens involve Charlie Cola on the offense? My first question to this question is, why is this number two? And why is Charlie Kolar even in consideration for anything involving the Ravens for 2023? Will he be a piece that contributes? He may contribute mightily. Um, he may make a play here and there, but of the top 10 biggest questions, he was not in the conversation of any question that I nor the gentleman that I converse with had. Charlie Kolar is an afterthought. Maybe the question is, why do we keep him? Why do we draft him? What are we going to use him for? 
maybe that. But to me, Charlie Collard is a non-issue. He's a non-factor. And especially if we're going to take this offense to unforeseen heights that we haven't been to before, especially concentrating on the wide receiver position. If we're going to throw to our wide receivers, occasionally hit Mark Andrews, occasionally hit Isaiah Likely, maybe Pat Ricard to the flat a couple of times a game, what do we care about tight end three? fullback four like what do we care about these things like this should be a non-issue shame on you publication that i will not name like why i know you got to put out articles but if that was a question i would have at least put that question at number 10 i wouldn't put that question at number one so we have made it to the number one question for the baltimore ravens entering the 2023 season which is beginning on sunday make sure sunday if you like watch alongs make sure you go to sip the tally coach evans is doing a watch along Myself, Lunch Break Hot Take, OTR Mike, Chris just joking, the round table. We might join him. I'm not for certain. I can't speak for anybody else, but we might show up. So make sure you come hang out with us. All right, question number one. How many passes will J.K. Dobbins catch? Once again, they got to the top of this in utter garbage. Who cares? J.K. Dobbins is not out there to catch passes. J.K. Dobbins is out there to run the ball. My thing is I don't care how many passes J.K. Dobbins catches. I only care that J.K. Dobbins is healthy that he remains healthy for the full season. We need him and Gus Edwards to provide a ground game. And I know that people are going to say with Lamar Jackson back there, it doesn't matter who runs the ball. Well, when you have a running back that averages five to six yards a clip, I think it matters. So I don't want them to overwork him in the beginning of the season. I just, I just want that young man to be healthy. If he catches passes out the backfield, wonderful. If not, just do your job, run the ball, Pass block, be a decoy. I don't care. Get the ball to the playmakers, the wide receivers. Now, Big Ranch, I don't know why you say they got a trade for Caillou Blue Kelly. Who has a trade for Caillou Blue Kelly? I know you're not speaking of the Baltimore Ravens because the Ravens had him. Why would I need a trade for somebody that I got rid of? I don't chase the garbage man down the street asking, can I rummage through and get some of the stuff I forgot? If it's in the trash, it's in the trash, bro. It's long gone. What's going on, T. Will? He says, I think they might trade Mark Andrews because I would trade him for Mike Evans. Hmm. Um, um, listen, so I also believe Mark Andrews is going to get traded. I don't think that they're going to trade him this season. I think they're going to trade him next season. I think that a little too much has been made about his contract. You know, because when people start making when people start referencing contracts to me, that's a sign of something. When you have people talking about, well, look what who was it? The, the tight end from who? Which one? Philly, Miami, one of them. He just got a new contract. And they said, well, look how smart Mark Andrews contract looks now. Well, he signed his contract years ago. So, of course, it's going to be less. And of course, it's just like with most positions, it's a succession. One person gets paid this much, the next person gets paid this much, and so forth and so on. So, of course, his contract is going to be less. I don't know why they try to make it seem like it's such a smart move. Like, it's just in the line of succession of players getting paid. But I do think that if, I think they're going to see how these wide receivers work out and how this pass game comes to fruition, if they're going to need a tight end like that. Because I do think that they believe in Isaiah Likely. I think that they believe in Charlie Kolar. And if I can get cheaper replacements because Lamar Jackson's cap hit is going to do nothing but rise. Now they could do something like the New York Giants did today. And they kind of took a uh, re restructured Daniel Jones contract to lessen his cap hit. They could do something like that. But to trademark Andrews for Mike Evans, 
as much as I love Mike Evans, I wouldn't do it because Mike Evans is a little on the older side. And I think that you could get a little bit more from Mark Andrews if you were to trade him, in my opinion. I mean, he's only, what, six years? This is a six year coming in. And Mike Evans is coming in a year of nine, nine or ten. Like, we have wide receivers now. Like, if you were going to trade somebody for somebody, it should have been for DeAndre Hopkins when you had the opportunity. Mike Evans, pick him up. Just don't give away Lamar's security blanket, especially early in the season to me, because I just think that, once again, with the uncertainty of this offense, Lamar's going to need his security blanket. And Mark Andrews is that guy. When anything breaks down or he has nowhere to go, he's going to fire up the Mark Andrews and hope that he catches it. So, right now, I wouldn't trade him. All right, so those are the 10 burning questions for the upcoming season, but also kind of melded into those burning questions. Me, if you look at the thumbnail, I have two burning questions. Should the Ravens, even with the salary cap implications, even with the timing of it all, do you think that the Baltimore Ravens should go after Chris Jones or Brian Burns? Because we all know the saga with Chris Jones. Chris Jones wants to be paid kind of like Quentin Williams of the Jets, and Aaron Donald of the Rams. He said he didn't want as much as Aaron Donald wants, but he wants something in that ballpark. And I think that he deserves it because over the last few years, without Chris Jones, Chiefs don't win no Super Bowls. Like, he is their defense. But if they don't want to pay him, I think the Ravens should get him, especially with the uncertainty with our pass rush. Like, this dude is a game wrecker. He is a game changer. And I just think that there may be some bad blood because being that he is a vested veteran, even if he signs a new contract tomorrow, all of his fines from the preseason training camp, and I think he missed a few days of practice, he missed practice today, all of those fines cannot be rescinded. So he literally has to pay millions, millions of his money in fines for not showing up. And I don't know if some players, you know, they, they get it in their mind, okay, you're part of the establishment and it caused a rift between him. I don't know if him and Brett Veach have a good relationship, but I do think that the Ravens should make an inquiry now, will we have to make some cuts or some trades or some restructures? Yes, we would. But listen, this guy takes up a double team. Like at the defensive tackle position, he takes up a double team and he frees somebody up. If you want to see that potential pop for Owe, if you want to see Ojabo become that second round pick that you thought he was going to be, go get yourself a Chris Jones. But <laughs> yes, right. Bring in Brian, bring in Chris Jones immediately today, tonight, tomorrow. But if he's a little bit a little too expensive, I get it. Like, I get it. If he's a little bit too expensive, then we go after Brian Burns. Apparently, apparently, I don't know what's going on with the Carolina Brass. Sorry, Brian, but you were offered two first round picks for Brian Burns and you turned it down. Once you decided that you were not going to trade him for those two first round picks, you got to pay him the money. You got to pay him the money. You think that Brian Burns is going to be more expensive than Chris Jones? I know he's younger. But you think he you think that he's going to be more expensive? I don't care. Like honestly, get them both. Get them both. I would I trade Andrew, but I put Andrews in a package for one of them. You gosh darn right. You gosh darn right. They can have Tyler Huntley, they can have Odafe Owe, they can have David Ojabo. They can have Kyle Hamilton if they want to. If you're going to get me a Brian Burns, or a Chris Jones, certain players that I'm going to have to sacrifice for the for the betterment of the team. And that's that. So, yeah, if the Ravens really want to make a move now, I, I did hear something about 
Eric DaCosta said he had a move up his sleeve or he had something pending or something coming. I don't know what it is. I Once again, I don't know if he's just blowing smoke. I don't see the fog. So he, he may not be, but yeah. Oh, what's going on, Ty Exclusive? Yes, Nick Bosa. But see, the thing is, I thought... I thought about the Nick Bosa trade, and I was extremely excited when they, you know, if you watch, if you're on Twitter and you saw the the uh, the post on Twitter, it was saying that something about to an AFC team they were going to trade him, but then I heard that the 49ers were not trading him at all, so that kind of took the excitement out the Nick Bosa. Yeah, you give me the sack leader, the defending defensive player of the year. Yeah, okay, how much he costs? Like if you're if you're in this game to win Super Bowls, sometimes you have to go above and beyond. If you want to talk about the money implication, these owners make a lot of money. They make, uh, I said in a previous video, the, the owners make $40 million per season in parking alone. 40 mil in parking. You don't think if we sign these players and win a Super Bowl, they're not going to get ad revenue. They're not going to get sponsorships. They're not going to, listen, we're going to get so many primetime games. One, another thing people don't look at is star power. Star power. If Lamar had had not signed his contract when he did, we would not have the primetime games that we have. We would not be playing on Christmas Day if Lamar hadn't signed. So you bring in these guys that have star potential and watch how much more money you make. So all this, it's not worth it. Oh, I can't pay them. These most of these, these got most all of these gentlemen are billionaires. Aside from Mike Brown of the Bengals, they get their money elsewhere. Mike Brown is the only owner that gets his money solely from his team. So, you know, they can afford what they want to afford, but some teams aren't about winning. Some teams are about profitability, and we've stated this time and time again. So, yeah, and I agree with you. We are buying the prime of Burns and the decline of Jones, but the decline of Jones ain't that bad, and I'll take any, either one of those or both. I ain't mad at what, listen, they come out tomorrow, and I guarantee you, you say you sign one of them, my EDC bashing will cease. It will discontinue for this season can't promise future but i will stop bashing him for the things that he has not done because he did make some moves this offseason i can't hold you he's done a lot better but we will see so thursday nfl football is back the season is upon us make sure you hang with me Every Sunday evening at 8 p.m. That's when I live stream after the game. Unless the Ravens play on a different day, then I'll live stream after that. But make sure you come check out the channel. Check out the whole LBHT family. We are here to give you that content. Just like now. Like we just pop up and give you stuff during the middle of the day. Just because. We appreciate you and everything that you've done for me. Especially me. Especially over this last week. Channel has exploded. Things have been amazing. And I just want to say I appreciate each and every one of you. Just for stopping in here. And if you are new here, make sure to like and subscribe to the channel. You know, we have some content. We'll give you a little bit of everything. We get you front end. We get you some football, some basketball. Listen, if we find another sport that's entertaining, we'll talk about that as well. We try to give the people exactly what they want. Also, if you want to help the channel, make sure you sign up for the Patreon today. If you look in the pin links, if you look in the pin comment section, there's a link that's to the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash R-O-U-G. Come hang out with me. Do I do after stream parties. So after the live stream is over, we hang out, we talk life, we talk about sports, we talk about anything. Also, we have, which I got to get out, the Pick'ems League. 
which is coming up. Also, the Fantasy Football Dynasty League has started. If we get enough participants, we will start a second league, but you got to hurry because it's really coming up really fast. Um, also, you can request pay, you can request streams. You can request videos. You get early content. It's a lot of cool stuff. Also, even if you just want to try it out, you can do it for free. You can try it out for free, see if you like it. No money charge. Hang out with us. It is what it is. If you don't, understood. If you do, cool, 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 cool. But we're about to get out of here because my man Bazel B Squared is about to drop his food review live stream. But also make sure 5 o'clock p.m. tonight I release my video. Lamar Jackson unleashed on the NFL for the 2023 season. Make sure you like it. Make sure you share it. Give me your comments and your feedback because, like I said, I really put a lot of time and energy into this video. And I think that it's pretty good. My other videos that I made, I thought that they were, eh, eh. It was all right. It was cool. It was all right. It was, it was all right. But I think that this is actually a pretty well-made video. Let me know if you think the same. Yes, yes, that's right. The Discord is lit. Discord is lit. You, you were skeptical at first signing up. You signed up. Now you love it. You're in there every day. But like I said, make sure you check out my video. Let me know what you think about it. That's that. Unless y'all got something to talk about. What's going on? Arizona Armchair Sports. It's my man, Brandon. Make sure you sign up. Check out his channel if you like any Arizona sports team. I know they all suck. And they're horrible. I meant to hit them up the other day because even the ladies, even the WNBA team sucks. The, the, what is the Mercury? Horrible, horrible. What did y'all do to that state to mess it up? But once again, I digress. I appreciate y'all hanging out with your boy. Man, 45 minutes. I thought I was going to be in here for like 15 but appreciate y'all make sure y'all come back for the video um i don't know whenever i can get the other people set up for the next live stream to do the afc north roundup preview for the upcoming season we'll get that out to you if not i'll just make a video by myself and it will be before sunday maybe saturday afternoon i'm not sure you didn't get this. Dave on, I put it out real quick. Like, I didn't even give it time. Like, literally, I set the stream up and I went live. So it really didn't even push that out to people. But I appreciate the 45 people that we got in here hanging out anyway. So that is a testament to how you rock with your boy. Appreciate it. Appreciate the love. Yes, sir. Make sure you check out the video at 5 p.m., the premiere. I'll be in there in the premiere. Lamar Jackson video. I'm really proud of this video. I know I keep talking about it. I don't normally talk about my videos, but I'm talking about this one because if y'all don't like me watch this video, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm not putting all that energy and effort into that if y'all don't like my stuff. But uh, I appreciate y'all. I'm just kidding. I'm just playing. Don't listen to me. I'm tired. I'm about taking that. Um, appreciate you all for hanging out with me. Make sure to check back in 5 p.m. tonight. And if you have any requests, make sure you go to the community tab, holler at your boy, any questions that you may have, I will answer them on stream. Patrons, you know you can do a video request. You do not have to do text requests. If you send in a video asking a question, I will live stream it and put it on the video for the patrons. But I'm starting to ramble now, so I really know that I got to go. I'm out. We got it covered. Every team sports related. I'ma speak by.